Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Saturday, February 24th, 2024. Last one of the, or not year, month, month. Yeah, this has gone well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of February already. I just want to get to March so I can't get another. And we will be talking about movies screening starting the week of Friday, March the 1st. And on theme today, we have a movie coming up that is written by one of my partners here at the Mayfair, Ian Driscoll. So we have Ian on hand to chat about it today. Oh, hi. Yeah. Yay, Ian's here. I'm here. I'm here. It's the guy who burst into the candy bar when I didn't know who you were in my first week here and helped yourself. And I was like, he seems to know what he's doing. I'm not going to question this at all. I appreciate that in an employee. Yeah. <laughs> it was that perfect. is my favorite Ian tradition or Gwen tradition. When there's a new person, we have, you know, partners or spouses or co-owners, whatever, yep. who just kind of come in and grab popcorn. And to a person, each single time, the new candy bar person thinks a patron has just gone crazy. Yeah, like they went rogue. <laughs> yeah, like, yep. But you knew how to serve a drink. So I was like, okay, well, obviously, like, he's either worked at a place that has drinks like this before or yeah. is just a very brash criminal. Yeah, maybe both. It could, could be. We <laughs> could don't know. Be, could be both. That might be I what mean, the movie's about. I don't even yeah, know yet. Yeah, the, the soft drink fountain is not overly complex. <laughs> no, that's so, the thing. I found that like out later. Average we, person could dope it out. It's true. I mean, and I did uh, a year and a half at McDonald's, you know, in my youth. So yeah. that was pretty much all the training I needed. <laughs> I like going in and being like, oh, that guy? No, don't let him take popcorn. Well, and I, I remember describing him to you. I was like, okay, there was a guy, he was. He had glasses, I don't know, shorter than me, but not short. And that was about was, it. I was like, I don't know. He was of an age. He was standing directly under the earth's sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he For, was... And I don't even think, like, I don't know if you said anything either. I feel like you just kind of like went and we're just doing stuff. And I was like, well, he seemed polite, but I mean, I don't know what's going on. Uh... So I got to say, just to talk about Mayfair stuff before we uh, get into things. For someone who has kind of stumbled into being in charge of social media, yeah. it might be starting to get to me. Uh-oh. Just because I'm still good. I still haven't snapped or anything. Okay. Well, well, let's not say that because, I mean, there's been, I mean, maybe it's because I know you, but I've yeah. seen some comments you've made that are not bad, but I can tell you're frustrated. Yeah, and, and I'm you're hoping kind of the comments come off okay. <laughs> You know, if you yeah. just put a smiley face on it, everything's fine. That's what's funny, though, because whenever I see a smiley face, I'm like, oh, he ain't, oh, he ain't no. happy. He's not laughing. <laughs> but I'm sure it's the exact same. And if we are talking about you directly, I bear you no ill will. I'm sure it's the same if you work at a restaurant or a secretary at a school. Just uh -huh. these questions you get, you know? Yeah. And so just the other day, I posted the thing for Frogman, this really cool found footage crypto movie we have coming yes. up. Crypto zoology, not crypto no. stuff. Yeah. It's about a cryptid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe yes. he does crypto. We don't know about we don't Frogman. Know. Like, yeah. We'll find out. And someone just said, what year is that? And just something, I was just like, dude. That like, triggered you? <laughs> it did. I was just like, Google it. Look at our website. Click on this. Yeah. yeah. Or like a type in Frogman movie in Google even. And right. Because like, it's, I get it. The poster, I understand maybe it doesn't Looks look retro. 2024. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I, yes. I get that. So if you didn't do any other research apart from seeing a poster. Right. Totally get it. If you scrolled or did anything else. But it's just, it's that little thing. But I can't wrap my mind around it. And it's not. You could probably even ask Siri. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Literally anyone. There's or so Alexa, many AI programs now that it's like, degree. they'll write you a Frogman movie, let alone tell you what year it was. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And what I just think too, it's like, that's so much quicker because there's not somebody guarding social media on our end 24-7. So that question might take four hours to get answered. 
Right. Yeah, it is a pet peeve of mine that, you know, I don't want to call anyone out, but, you know, possibly perhaps my best friend's mother, maybe, <laughs> who knows, anyone, it could be anyone, yeah. but they'll yeah. say, they'll type a question in Facebook that would be answered instantly if it was just copy pasted into Google. Right. right. Just kind of be yeah. like, oh, what, yes. what time is the Leafs game tonight or something like that. And you're just like, that's, there's like wrong with it. But I'm also like, if you really just wanted the information, just like, I'm, ah, I'm trying try not to get to, because I know right. like I'm very techie and I'm younger or whatever, you know, but I'm also like, really, you felt this was the best way to get this answer quickly? And then part two, and it's funny because Eric hopped in and uh, <laughs> I didn't know if that would if that was like cool made it or better whatever. or worse. I don't. I, by the way, I never like jump in and be like, oh, and uh, I work for the Mayfair, so I'm I can answer this question or whatever. But I'm like, there's times I feel bad for Josh having to be yeah, kind of yeah. the only guy. I'm a fan of the Mayfair. I come to the Mayfair and. I, you know, have opinions and try to hype people up. So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just make some comments. And it's gone well so far. Just saying. But this one, the guy had a good sense of humor in my retort. <laughs> but you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right. when you do a mini film fest. So we have a John Carpenter one coming up. Yes. John Carpenter has done more than five movies. Oh, God. More so, than five good movies, too. Like, yeah, to, oh, to yeah. be clear. Yeah. So we're screening The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine, and They Live. And then somebody goes, of course... No big trouble in Little China? Yeah, I was waiting for the no blank. I knew someone was... I yeah. thought it might be Halloween, but I was like, someone's going to say no something. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't know. When we have a Godzilla fest or a Ray Harryhausen fest yeah. or a Hitchcock fest, we're not going to show... We don't show every single... It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. So that guy, I just replied. I'm like, I don't know what I said. But again, it was, a, it was meant with a happy face, but it was like, well, you know, you win the award for the first person to say... You didn't screen fill in the blank. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's tough with that because personally, I thought five was already pretty impressive because oh like, usually it'd be four. Yeah, you yeah. know, but like you got a fifth one and it's still not going to be enough. Yeah, so I'm trying, people. If I snap at you, I'm sorry. I, I try to not. There's never a rant. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? And it literally, I showed my friend. I, actually, it was Tony again, my good friend Tony. So I sent him that at the fest because I was like, oh, he'll be all over this. And he was like, I don't know. He was like, personally, I would have substituted. I don't even remember which one it was. Blank for Prince of Darkness. And I was right. like, Tony, don't <laughs> do not do this, Tony. Like, you don't, you're don't. you better than this. Uh, What's his number? I'm going to call him right now. Seriously. And Get I'm also like, line. you're probably never going to come out to any of these. Not because he's a jerk or anything, but he lives in Gatineau and later at night. I don't know. I don't yeah. have to make excuses for other people. but Tony. Jesus. Yeah, but Daddy. still, like, just to say, it is funny. John Carpenter, you can't, unless you play 10 to 12 movies, you can't play all of his classics. Right. Starman. No Starman. You no know, Starman. someone's going to say. No, some... no memoirs of an invisible man. <laughs> that's the thing. There's some funny deep cuts. Actually, that's what I said to the other person. I was, I'd be cool if we played a, like, lesser, yeah. one, like, Ghost of Mars. I don't know, The Ward. Did anyone play The Ward? Probably not. I'm pretty sure I saw The Ward in the theaters when there, it came out. Yeah. Plus, like, I know you guys out. like to like actually make money. So maybe yeah. don't play Ghost <laughs> of Mars. Maybe don't play Ghost of Mars. Vampires. Uh, incredible soundtrack by Buckethead yeah, on well, Ghosts it, of Mars. I will say, though, I was hyped when that came out. Because, like, the poster and the cast. Pam Greer. Yeah, and, like, Carpenter. Clea like, Duvall. Everything about that scene. Others. Like, keep naming yeah. things. Like, they're all good. And I'm just like, okay, it's it's... Ice Cube. Ice Cube? Fun. Yeah, Ice that's Cube? usually where yeah. I It was, like, right after Anaconda, I believe. Or, like, right around... Oh, the Anaconda years, yeah. Which I saw in theaters. I took a first date to Anaconda. We didn't have a lot of options. It was like two movies at best. And she liked it. Ice Cube, the Anaconda years. Yeah. Wait, John Voight with the hilarious accent. Oh, yeah. Like the Louisiana John Voight accent. You're like, oh, this is a good casting You get to see like half-digested John Voight at the end. Which is just, nowadays, is just John Voight. (laughs) That is an astonishing, not to keep talking about Anaconda, but that (laughs) cast is like, like Owen Wilson, Jennifer Lopez. All these huge stars to come is crazy. 
Anyway. Yep. <laughs> I saw that. And just to be clear, we have shown Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah, the for Mayfair. sure. And Prince of Darkness yes. in the recent past as well. And yes. Assault at Pretty is 13, with, which nobody oh technically complained about. But it was just, so good. It's a speak of classics. Yeah. Was that the first time you saw it? That was. That was one of those holes in my nerd watching filmography. Mm-hmm. And so watched it for the first time here in the beautiful restoration. Yeah, the soundtrack is so And not good. only did I like it, like I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was so good. Nice. That's what I like about here. Like, I always say like if there's a nice time travel when you watch a movie like that here, you think, and even better for movies from like the 30s, but you think that probably screened here back when it was new. Yeah. Right. And I love that. Yeah, that time travel sense when we show a classic as such. But yeah, so anyone wishing we had played a different John Carpenter movie, <laughs> we'll do that again next year it or will. in upcoming months. Yeah, it will happen. Yeah, yeah. it hasn't it even happen. happened yet and people are mad, you know? So, well, like, it's like, so I sent Eric the link to this, but so we're screening a few movies coming up. Two of them are part of this. It's the restoration of Escape from New York, the restoration of The Fog. Yeah. And then what's the Coppola movie? One from the heart. One yeah, from the there heart. You go. Thank God you were here. So it's this distributor called Rialto. Yes. And anyone can do this. Just go look at their website. I scrolled through the movies available. They're all Stone Cold classics. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's Peeping Tom was a cool one, I thought. Oh, yeah. And there's... Like Rambo 1 to 3? Yeah. Some Hammer Horror Draculas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the one that stood out to me, or the pair, is they have the... And I think this is new. I don't think these were available before. They have the weird... Only thing Doctor Who ever produced that is not in canon of Doctor Who, two Peter Cushing movies. Ah. I would die to see those. So I sent them to Lee and I was like, I know there's a sliding scale of profit versus (laughs) movies I want to see. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to see those. I think they might draw a crowd. Yeah. Well, especially at like September, October. Yeah. And we could could screen them like matinees, you know? We're all biased, I think, so it's like hard to fully There's know if like we're like a good whole at this. new generation of Doctor Who fans out mm-hmm. there now. Yeah. Who have, probably have absolutely no interest in old Doctor Who, but yeah. I, you oh. never know. It's worth a try. They I love Cushing, love though. Everyone I mean, loves Peter Cushing. Yes, I like. Yeah, I like it. When, <laughs> I like it when we take a chance on those movies that are most certainly going to cost us money yeah. and, and, make, and make us nothing. Yeah, it but, balances you know, out. I mean, well, I, don't, well, I say that as someone who doesn't know the numbers or anything about this place. But I wouldn't say it balances out, but... It, well, it's like every time we scream... It's a, it's a weight on the scale. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. And I do think there's some kind of karma wheel to it. We scream. It's another thing. Somebody a while back, oh, are you doing something for Canadian Cinema Day or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah. Which is not to be conspiratorial, but it's something put on by the multiplex to make them look like they're cool by showing one Canadian movie a year. So it's like a fake record store day or something. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. It does sound a little conspiratorial. Yeah. And I'm like, well, despite the fact that it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, we don't have to have Canadian Day because we screen Canadian movies constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Pretty much every week, more or less. I like, yeah. Every year I do that. We fill in a form for telefilm. Yeah. Where we get, you get a certain, I don't know, you get like a tiny bit of money for showing to promote Canadian films, to show Canadian films. So every year I go through the list of Canadian films and we have to show, I think, can't remember what it is. I think you have to show like seven in a year or something to to qualify for it. I can't remember. I'd have to look up the number. Don't quote me on that. But, and then I think like the last time I went through it, we had shown 40 or something like that. In the course of a year, it and was that crazy. probably doesn't include the local short film fest that we host. Yeah, no, it, I don't think it did. Stuff like that. Is, Plus, there'd be stuff like potentially shot in Canada, but with a U.S. cast and director and everything like that. Right. That wouldn't quite yeah. count or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I always say about Scott Pilgrim, it's my favorite Canadian movie that's not a Canadian movie. Right. It's shot in Canada. Yeah. Based on Canadian literature. Yeah. Mostly Canadian actors. Yeah, set in Canada. 
but it's a British director and an American production house. Yeah. But it's on a sliding scale. Like it, it must get a six out of ten for Canadian something, content. Something like, like something like that. Well, your movie count is yours a Canadian movie? It's totally a Canadian movie. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Only shot, needs six more. Shot in Aurelia. Hey, I know where that is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where uh, Gordon Lightfoot was born. Pretty sure. <laughs> Not well, sure. That doesn't help your movie, but... Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with it. We'll good go segue. With it. Good segue. Um, Let's talk about... Oh, I was going to talk movie. about oh, more Canadian oh, oh, co-production Keep saying things. stuff. No, I don't know. No, no, I was just like, recently we showed uh, Moonstruck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was like... classic. Yes, yes. Mostly set in New York, but partly shot in Toronto. Yeah. Hmm. There's like a whole Canadian crew, and in the middle of the movie, out of nowhere, Cynthia Dale pops up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, slaps... Who's the... Oh, it's uh, the guy from Frasier. Yes, the father he's from a Frasier. Old man, John in Mahoney. Movie. John Mahoney. Yes. yes, I couldn't think of his name. Classic. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Cynthia Dale pops up out of nowhere. Everything <laughs> I forgot he was in inside. It. I yeah. think is Toronto. I think you're right. And then there's like a handful of shots of Cher walking down the street. Yeah, that's New York. Yeah, but everything inside. Yeah. The bakery, her apartment, the parents' house, the exterior. It could be faked, but looks very New York of their house. Yeah. But you can find one of those in Toronto, maybe. Yeah. But But Norman Jewison, yeah. But that, that was another one that I had seen, but I saw it when I was a kid, and my mom rented it on VHS or something, so it didn't quite hit me. Mm-hmm. And then so that was very nice to see kind of as a grown-up. Right. And it's a different point of view. And it, it has stuff I don't, I don't like. I don't like movies about affairs mm-hmm. the way that people don't like horror movies. Right. It just, I get really uncomfortable <laughs> for everybody. You gave You're your like, vows. What yeah. are you doing, buddy? But that, Sarah, how can how you cheat you know? on Danny Aiello? He's this so is crazy. nice. Yeah. But that broke the rules because it was this weird, not to spoil a decades old movie, but kind of had a nice ending and nobody yeah. really got hurt. And yeah. People it's, got it's, slapped and stuff. But yeah, it's funny. It's a very like low stakes kind of movie. It's yeah. like everybody sort of generally gets along and nothing too drastic happens. Yeah. Well, he lost his hand, but besides that. Yeah, was... but that happened before the film it's started. True. Yeah, so that didn't count. They yeah. need a prequel where he loses the hand. Yeah. Like, that could be good. Yeah. I was saying that I liked, it was a real compliment of I liked everybody. People right. who had one line. Yeah. And I forgot to look it up, but the woman who is yelling at Nick Cage and she's like, no, I won't give you a knife. Or she has some line like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's so good. Yes. Like, she brings so much character. Oh, she's just the one who works in the bakery. Yeah, and she's like, in love she, with she him. Has, and... She's in love with him, but that's just off to the side. She's yeah. on screen for 30 seconds. Yeah. And she was so good. And I thought that was a good compliment to the movie of just that's that. That's nice. Everybody was bringing their A game. Yeah. Yelling lady was on point. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> so good. Uh, I also recently rewatched The Believers. Oh, with yeah. Martin Sheen yeah. and others. Also partially shot in Toronto. There's like a big party scene that's set at, that was filmed at Toronto City Hall. Oh, wow. And I don't, I, it's probably been a long time since you've seen this movie, but it at the very beginning, Martin Sheen's wife dies. Okay. It's a very traumatic scene. She dies like right in front of him and his son. I'm not really ruining anything because okay. it's sort of like the inciting incident, as we screenwriters call it. Uh, <laughs> the like inciting incident, in the, the inciting incident of the film. But the woman who plays his wife in that first scene in the film is Canadian. She starred in Seeing Things. Whoa. Alongside Louis Del Grande. Yeah. Who also very memorably dies in an extreme way at the beginning of David Cronenberg's Scanners. Dang. Arguably the most memorable death in, on screen death in ever. cinema history. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. But two cast members from seeing things yeah. in different films, setting up the whole story of the film through very memorable deaths, just by coincidence. I love it when you see... I, I loved all of them. <laughs> you see anybody 
from the Anne of Green Gables corner of the universe. Yes. Oh, yeah. Movie. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, we're talking. We're in Canada. Yeah. Like, yeah. Aunt Hetty in Food of the Gods 2. Yeah. <laughs> so Gwen and I came to see Thomas Crown Affair. Yes. Which must have been a nightmare on Pan and Scan VHS because oh. it's all like comic book yeah. panels and widescreen. It's that Expo 67 editing yeah. style. Yeah. So in that movie... And I made the controversial statement with Lee, but he actually didn't yell at me. Of I like Steve McQueen, but he's of the same era of Robert Redford mm-hmm. and Paul Newman. Yeah. And he just, to me, totally fine in the movie. Right. Like, right. great. But doesn't have that charm and fun charisma. Mm. But me, that's his thing. Like, he's just standing there being cool. Yeah. He's kind of a toughie more so. It's like he can't not be cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, whereas those other guys have that kind of, they can be the dumb guy. They mm. can make us stumble a bit, you know. But but anyhow, in that movie, we were watching it with a bunch of older folks. They all sit down. So me and Gwen were the only people up in the balcony. Right. Which means you could whisper to each other a bit easier. That's Not, how you like it, though, right? Yeah, this is my area. <laughs> yeah. But she leans over, and she points at the screen. She's an East Coaster, so her Spidey senses went off. Yeah, yeah. And she went... Is that Gordon Pinsett? And I went, what? I went, that's not Gordon Like Pinsett. in the audience or on screen? No, on screen. On screen. Because <laughs> I'm like, I believe he's yeah. dead. Yes. I, I said, no, no, no. And then he talks, but he was so young. And then I go, holy cow, that is Gordon that Pinsett. That is Gordon Pinsett. There was an interesting Norman Jewison connection, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, yeah. And that movie, again, was set in Boston. But, sure. but I yeah. think I mean, we believe you. Might yeah. have been the same thing of had some exterior Boston shots, but then was filmed in Canada. Right. And yeah. I think Norma Jewison did that a lot. It's so funny. Yeah. Canadians as cinema fans, yeah. when one of us is on screen, we're like, hey. Yeah. We, we had that a lot. Like, actually, just even watching movies, especially, I find like a lot of like 80s, often direct-to-video ones, you'll pick out random people. And oh, like, yeah. Right. A favorite of mine is, so I really love the movie Pin, 1988. Oh, man. I love Pin. So good. And like, and so both of the main stars are in the most random stuff. The guy, I mean, he ended up being in the Stargate series or whatever, but he was in uh, Scanners 2, <laughs> uh, of all random things, to bring it back to Scanners. Scanners 2, The New Order? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he, he starred in that one as the main scanner, I guess. And, right. and then, uh, and I can't remember the woman's name, but she was in The Brain, which is another favorite oh, yeah. one. Oh, also, yeah. like, not great. But there's a few people in that. I think, I think it's great it's David... as an evil brain outside a body movie. For sure. It's fun. And it's like, and I think huh. it's, I want to say David Gale, but I can't remember if that's the guy's name. But just like these people that you're like, oh my God, I know that person from something. And for me or for us, it's probably a sci-fi low budget or horror or something like that Canadian content. Yeah. But it's so funny. Like just these people are just like in similar stuff. A lot of TV shows, a lot of the God, you know, just Forever Night or whatever, like all those yeah. shows where you're just kind of like, there's only a handful of, well, uh-huh. not a handful, but there's only so many things you can be in when He's you're hard-boiled cop but he's a vampire yeah, oh, yeah. Like, what? which was also like wasn't that basically Baywatch Nights more or less too I'm like or he fought vampires I guess he wasn't a vampire on that one but what David Hasselhoff fought vampires in Baywatch Nights yeah I believe so because that was the X-Files kind of knockoff-y one and oh. so it only lasted at most two seasons that's so wait was that canonical with the rest of Baywatch I believe it was because and I only know this because my friend has been he watching the been Baywatch so channel he must have been so tired <laughs> Well, and they were doing it concurrently. So he said, my friend said in the season. I'm of in Baywatch, his character, but I guess, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess David <laughs> oh, Hasselhoff himself. Yeah. Like to I, be just like out saving lives on the beach all like, day. But he wasn't a detective. And I mean, then at night. Who's swimming at night? I don't. Well, I don't know if there's swimming involved. Like it's just like Baywatch nights. Maybe there's no swimming. I'm not sure. But I guess swimming there was vampires. elements. He'd be like in a Baywatch episode. He'd be like, oh, hey, guys, just running to catch this. Whatever. I don't know if he says vampire, but like doing a thing. 
And then so I guess they sprinkled in supernatural bits in Baywatch right. to hint at Baywatch Nights, which then got canceled anyway. My mind huh. is blown. I, I knew nothing about all of the spin-off y stuff. I've never seen an episode. I, huh. Yeah. I just assumed it was David Hasselhoff doing stuff at night. I had it, no idea there is. was a supernatural. Now I want to watch Baywatch. It was nice. literally a X Files riff because that was well. doing well. So they're like, you know what? You know who's very much like David Duchovny? That wasn't good. Who would have thought David Hasselhoff playing Duchovny wouldn't have been yeah. good? I think enough of this movie podcast. I think this needs to become the Baywatch Nights podcast. Pretty, yeah. my, my friend would be all over it. He yeah. keeps telling me they watch every season of Baywatch. And I was like, I watch a lot of crap, so I'm not going to judge you but man really well, I love Kolchak so I must uh, love Baywatch I Nights was, I was just thinking it sounds a lot like Kolchak <laughs> to me much Kolchak That's I can't believe Kolchak hasn't come back as a major motion picture franchise I think well the- they relaunched it as a TV series a so. few years ago. Okay, so it was not quick, crazy. right? No, like, it, no it, yeah, it, it lasted a season or part of a season. It let's didn't... get Robert Downey Jr. in there. Oh, let's get, I don't Something know. Something like that, yeah. They brought Perry Mason back too. Like, yeah. It's stuff yeah. that I don't watch, but I see and I, that exists. I'm like, okay. Is like, Murder, She Wrote back yet? No. Eventually. But that would be like an Aubrey Plaza type person, I would think. I could see <laughs> oh, her man, doing that. Oh man, if they like rebooted it, but made yeah. it cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess they did the Ryan Johnson series. Mm, yeah, is kind of his murder poker she face. wrote, or poker face. Yeah, yeah, or Columbo. Kind of his, his, Columbo. yeah, his Columbo, his murder she wrote, his yeah. yeah, his homage to all that. It's true. We love Ryan Johnson, a filmmaker and screenwriter such as yourself. Oh yeah. What? So was that a good segue? That was good. Is it? Here's what I want to know because <laughs> okay. I know when you're a writer, you either get as, a game as you are. And, yeah, yes, yeah, you're a writer so, too. So I can identify of just like say for example, I lucked out and got to get a story credit on a DC Superhero Girls cartoon. Yes. Totally thanks to riding the coattails of our friends, Jenny Lee and Craig, who worked at the animation studio. Right. And it just, it's weird how stuff like this happens. I jokingly was like, I know a lot about comic books if you need any tips. Yeah. And they did at one point. Or you chase something like I did with the Damn Cursed Children comic, where it took 10 years for it to come out. (sighs) Yeah. Or I did a couple of anthology comics where it was like, someone said, do you want to do this? Right. And it was so easy and quick. Someone else did all the work. Someone else got the artist and the letter and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for this screenplay, was this something that you wrote or an assignment? Well, no, this was not an assignment. Okay. This was totally on spec, as we say, Ooh. in the industry. All right. He's uh, got all the words. In the yeah. biz. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it's actually started with my buddy, Ed Glazer, lives down in Michigan. Cool. We kind of knew each other from, we both worked for The Cultural Gutter. It was a website. It still is a website, but I used to write movie reviews and stuff about movies for it ages ago, back when I had five jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was doing too many, too many things. Yeah. He actually, I think he may have just emailed the Mayfair here generally asking if anybody wanted to work on write a screenplay based on this movie idea that he had and I think I think any of us I I think maybe you forwarded his email to me yeah this was amazing do I get a credit in the movie congratulations to Josh I'm just remembering this now maybe you should have gotten some sort of credit I don't know anyway okay there's a lawsuit happening yeah I don't remember any of this but nonetheless this is happening live that we confront (laughs) everyone I think yeah I think that's what happened I don't know huge if true yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. He had this sort of idea for a kind of a thriller that was set in one room and he wanted to somehow work with the Fu Manchu mythology, you know? That's so, not where... Uh, and that's probably when Josh was like, I can't write this. Yeah. <laughs> I better forward it to Ian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he kind of had... He kind of had an outline and we spent some time... We spent a few months just emailing back and forth and working out the story. And then I sat down and wrote that's, it. 
When was the script finished versus um, we have a movie? I'm going to say I finished the script in 2019, maybe? Okay, so something, perfect for COVID. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, it ended up being like a pretty good production for COVID because of one location. Basically, almost the entire film is just two characters, and most of it is just one guy in one room. Yeah. So worked out well for budget-wise and for COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to say I finished writing it in 2019. I'd have to like actually look at the date on the screenplay to know for sure and then it finished shooting in 2021 or 2022 i think it started maybe started shooting in 2021 winter and then finished in the new year or something like that did you go up at all for the filming i did not actually Uh, i mean mean, they had it was first it was slow budget second mm -hmm. it was couldn't get really couldn't take the time off work yeah and then there was also covid restrictions on the set and stuff so yeah it's weird it's like i've never been that uninvolved in in a film before that i've written i've obviously worked with our friend and co-owner here lee demarb on several of his films and you know i was like always on set and doing rewrites and doing makeup and props and yeah and we've all worked on his movies (laughs) yes exactly being a jack of all trades yeah exactly so i've always been very very hands-on and this was hours away and i would get like a a set photo every once in a while yeah. and i think one night the director emailed me to add a couple of add like a line of dialogue to one scene because when they were looking at the rushes they noticed that a character one of the actors had gotten blood on him earlier <laughs> ah. in the shot than he meant to so oh, they man. wanted to explain that and then yeah later on they also asked me to write a new scene just to extend the length of the film a little nice, bit nice yeah so that's hilarious we've got enough uh, shots of rolling fields we actually need another scene to be written now yeah exactly yeah but that's good because i always say sometimes you'll see people doing an indie movie a no budget movie yeah and there's admiration in that they're thinking big yeah you can't think too big yeah that's why the most famous of no budget movies whether it's like clerks the guy worked at a corner store right blair witch they ran around in the woods yeah you didn't see the monster yeah and that's smart because it kind of right what you have yeah yeah yeah, for sure you can do something simply in a room with a handful of characters versus you probably weren't ever arguing of like no we need more car chases in this movie. yeah no no (laughs) i mean i have written films with car chases and uh, helicopter crashes and stuff but this is definitely not that well even lee's last movie Drag Dragon, there was yeah. stuff in there where it was like, what? <laughs> it's like, they had parachuting in that movie. Yes. That was, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, brilliance yeah. of that, no, the insanity. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so we are hosting what, when we were working on the Mayfair branded poster and the website posting for this, I was going back and forth with Ian, because yeah, yeah. there was there's nothing yet. It's so new. Yes. <laughs> I was like, do you have any screenshots? you have whatever? And then we realized, oh, wait, this isn't the Ottawa premiere. Is this the world See, premiere? I was about to ask that. It certainly is. Yeah. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, Level Film, this was releasing the film. They were going to release it direct to video on demand. Right. And I kind of like put my hand up and was like, um. Funny story. Do yeah. we know anyone who owns a theater? <laughs> uh, if you'd like to do a short theatrical run, I yeah. might have a venue for you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did play that card. So, like, yeah, we no, are hosting... Straight, the... straight to VHS. Yeah, they're like, we yeah. don't want to have it in a 100-year-old theater. <laughs> like, we wouldn't be interested no, in that. No, But all credit to them. They, like, stepped up and yeah. got, got the booking done and sent us some posters and yeah yeah they made a dcp for us and everything so it's like nice yeah so i find indie studios are so much cooler Mm -hmm. about helping out yeah because when we're showing barbie they've got other things to do yeah but 
your film or we have a comedy coming up called Drugstore June. Yes. And they've been sending us material yeah. and, and the director retweeting our posts and all this kind of stuff yeah. because it's more hands-on. They actually appreciate being at a Mayfair yeah, Where for it's sure. a big movie, it's fine. We still like showing them, but Barbie or Oppenheimer are like, yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we made our money already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's symbiotic as well. Like, hopefully, we get a little bit of press for this yeah. and it helps them with the marketing of the film down along the line. And that's what I always think, too. Like, speaking of that kind of cinema geek karma wheel, yeah. is there's going to be some Mayfair patron who is working the nights we're screening it or out of town for yeah. a few days. And it's going to go, oh, I missed that. Yes. And then they're going to watch it at home. Then they're going to rent it or maybe see it on a plane. They were mm. talking to airlines. Oh, cool. Which is bizarre to me. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's no plane crashes in the movie, right? There are no plane crashes in the movie. Perfect. Perfect. No. no. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it'll be the world premiere. I'll be here. We're going to have filmmakers in attendance. I'm not 100% sure who all is showing up. I know the director, Sean Sesterna, and the star, Jonathan Kim, both want to come. They're both in Toronto, so it's just going to depend on their schedules. So they may be here for one night. I'm not 100% sure, but executive producer Michael Baker is local. Patrick White is another executive producer. He's local. Oh, cool. I That's think awesome. there's other actors who are in the film maybe showing up. I know some <laughs> of the crew is from Ottawa. So I believe the first assistant director is from Ottawa. So he may be here. They and have to all come. There's a gaffer. Ooh, a oh, gaffer. okay, now Gaff, we're talking. Gaffer from Ottawa. So, yeah, I, I, we could have kind of a nice turnout. And Let's that's the other hope. thing. It's good when you show locally produced movies. Yes. Because even if you're letting in a bunch of cast and crew, they're all bringing their moms and dads and their yeah, friends exactly. are coming. They got to have popcorn. Everyone's so buying popcorn. there really now. is a nice kind of good business side to hosting local as well. Yeah, for sure. And you'll be at every screening? I'll be at both screenings. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say both, but I was like, wait, is there a third screening that I'm going to look like a jackass if I say both? No, no, no. Okay. No. Yeah, we just, yeah, we did too. I think that's, that's probably about the right number. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good time for like local indie films, that kind of thing. I like that too, because you get the option of, personally, I like one of the first night usually, because you feel like that's all the energy and everything. Yeah. But there's something to be said about that second night where you're like, maybe you want the vibe to be a little more or less chaotic or something. It's like your last chance. Yeah, there's that too, because it's, and I like that, you know, it's not the one night only. I always feel bad because kind of like you say, you know, you might be working or you might have an obligation yeah. or whatever. So it's really nice to have that second chance. Yeah. So, what is the movie and, called? Sorry, oh, no, yeah, I sound called, like a jerk asking. It's called The Path of Totality. Okay. I, I definitely had no idea. The okay, Path perfect. of Totality. So yeah, maybe Jonathan Kim, who you might have seen, he's been in a lot of Canadian TV. He was on Pretty Hard Cases on CBC okay, okay. and also Baroness Von Sketch Show and a oh, bunch yeah. of other things like that. Daniel Park, who plays the antagonist in the film, is maybe less recognizable, but he did stunts on Pacific Rim. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. So he has lots of credits as both as an actor and as a stuntman, but I think this is the first time he's taken like a really lead role like this. So That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Be so much fun. Yeah, so be sure to come check that out. That's March 6th and 7th here at the Mayfair. Oh, the yeah. Path of Totality. Dun, dun, dun. That was it, right? Yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> okay, nailed it. That's it. That's I immediately right. bungled that's the right. title. That wasn't the original title, but that's the title we landed Ooh, What was on. the original title? I have to I know. I think Ed and I were originally just calling it The Inquisitor. Oh. That's good, too. That's good, too. Lee but would be was... like, oh, man, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would be. But I think Ed discovered there was another movie with that title. Mm. So he didn't want to use it. So after a lot of noodling around, we landed on this. I like that, though, because it's like, it's an intriguing title. Like, it's a little I'm intriguing. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know what to expect from that. That could be anything. It has to do, the term path of totality has to do with eclipses. Oh. 
Whoa. Yeah. Man, he's really... So, is it like Solar Babies is what I'm getting from this? Like a similar film? This is the stealth sequel to Solar Babies. <laughs> Finally. That's what it is. It's taken him years, last. but here we are. They're yes. all in one room, but you can hear yeah. roller skates yeah. going by in the hall. This Solar Babies to the New Order. Finally. You know, you've been working your whole life to get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> really, really have. So before we wrap up, we will quickly mention... Other uh, movies that Ian Other didn't movies write. that were screening. <laughs> We don't know everything because sometimes we program more in advance, right. but often now we're hitting Monday night because all these Oscar movies are circling yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. But what we do know about the week of March 1st is, this is kind of fun, we have the 2024 New York Cat Film Festival. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Bring your cats. People love this. Don't bring your cats. <laughs> no, don't. We did do the dogs, but it, I don't know. The cats, they're finicky. We are. Then in a couple yeah. weeks, we will have the adjoining... 2024 New York Dog Fest, oh. yes. which we are doing Bring Your Dogs. Okay, so this is not a joke. That part is That's real. not a joke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just always joke, we've done the Cat Fest a few times before, and I always joke, bring your cats. Yeah. And I just imagine like 30 cats oh. kind of crawling around and climbing the screen and being scared. and like. I want that so bad, but <laughs> maybe I know if it's they a were, Yeah, maybe if they were in carriers. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, could be maybe. But then they hate that too. Like, yeah, But yeah. dogs are good. Ages ago we did, ages ago we did a Bring Your Dogs for yeah. Up. And I swear there may have been 60 dogs here at one of the screenings. And especially for Up, where there's the gag of squirrel and they bark, all the dogs barked. And (laughs) they all behaved. Everybody was cool. So this should be fun. And we've got, you can check on the website, but we have local rescue organizations for each screening. Yeah. Uh, For the kitty cat one, it's Ottawa Stray Cat Rescue on March 2nd and Adopt Me Cat Rescue on March 3rd. So there'll be attendance just to chat with folks and collect donations. They might have some swag, that kind of thing. They should so. be dressed as a cat, at least. If you can't have actual cats here, at least have a costume, like a cat yeah. costume, and be like, hanging out flowers. Andrew, <laughs> we got some oh, news. He, he <laughs> cut himself on the cat thing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we could have a furry night. Yeah, that, it's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know? And we're watching Solar Babies <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. So then, I mentioned it briefly, we have the Ottawa premiere of this new comedy called Drugstore June. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a funny thing where it's produced by Bill Burr. And oh. it's a... It has um, a bit of a stacked cast of comedians. Yeah. Like, when, yeah. if you watch the trailer, it has one of those 20 names come up. Yeah. And it's all kind of like indie comedians and podcast people. And it's people you would recognize. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's one of those fun dummy comedies. It's a social media pseudo-celebrity mm-hmm. who stumbles into a, I think, murder mystery. Some sort of, uh, yeah, definitely a drugstore robbery mystery. Yeah, something yeah. possibly involving murder. So that's our Ottawa premiere comedy this week. And then, again, as I mentioned and Scrooge complained about, uh, (laughs) we are kicking off our John Carpenter Film Fest with The Fog. Which is my favorite John Carpenter movie, which could be conceived as a shocking statement. I love it too, yeah. I love, like, so many of his movies. It's hard to go wrong. It's it's just a perfect throwback ghost story, you know? Like, I told my sister to bring my nieces, and, you know, the one is, like, not super big on horror, but I was like, it's not gory... It's not, it really is a throwback ghost fest. Ghost story spook fest. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And yeah. it just, from that opening, like just the little, the ghost story around the fire and the time piece. It's just, I don't know. There's something about the atmosphere of that movie that just gets me every time. Well, the atmosphere very, is uh, foggy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very it's foggy. So, it's so very good. creep show y. Yeah. Which is my favorite horror movie. It's so. one of those movies that really lives up to its title. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta say. Called <laughs> The Fog. There's lots of fog. There's lots of fog. It's yeah. fun. As a side note that sort of ties in with Josh a little bit, they're doing a sequel comic book series to The Fog that's oh. coming out in like a week or two. I don't know if it'll be good, but it's... Is it John Carpenter's 
Uh, Is John Carpenter involved? I doubt it. I mean, uh, he's probably getting a check, I right. would imagine. Yeah. But I don't think he did He does. Anything. He does joke about that, how he just he yeah. spends most of his days just sitting on his couch playing video games, and then yeah. the doorbell rings, and he answers it and gets a check, and then just goes and sits back down. And he directed from his couch that he did Suburban Screams, like he's got a new <laughs> TV show, or and maybe it's not TV, I don't know what TV is anymore, but yeah. he, and I guess he directed an episode from his couch, and I'm like, what? he's finally living his perfect dream. <laughs> this is what he wanted. You're just like Brilliant. calling shots. Brilliant. If Lee can figure that out, he'll really be set. Like yeah. he's down there with his big TV, giving directions. <laughs> you know how it goes. Just tour again. A friend of mine saw him in Toronto, maybe. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, I would love to go see him do a, a concert with his kids. He did something like, or maybe this is how he does it, but like kind of like what Goblin did, where they have stuff playing behind mm. him with you know from movies he's done. And I don't need to tell John Carpenter how to. Yeah, do I wonder stuff. how big his venues are because the problem is, is like I would love to get John Waters to come here. Yeah. But our problem is at 325 seats. Yeah. Instead, John Waters can go to Algonquin College. Right. And sell a thousand. A thousand, I think, at <laughs> yeah. 50 bucks a pop. Yeah. Where if he did that here, he'd have to sell the tickets for 150 bucks. That's our problem. It'd be cool to have John Carpenter here, mm-hmm. but are we big enough? He's probably playing like, he's not playing like hockey stadiums or anything, but he's probably playing like NAC type places, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I believe it. That'd be fine. But big enough for Goblin. So Big enough for Goblin. Take that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Years in the making, too. That one, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. That is our movies the week of March 1st, which includes our friend Ian's the path of totality. The path of totality. Huh? The path of totality. <laughs> yeah, like if it was more, we sell it like that. <laughs> Pile. <Yeah. laughs> like, this sounds like a pretty good movie. <laughs> so you can find out updates, including probably another movie or two that are screening that week. I wouldn't be surprised if we just hold over the zone of interest because that did very well yesterday on yes. Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we love a good Jonathan Glazer film. Oh, yeah. Spielberg just came out and was like, it was the greatest Holocaust movie since my Holocaust movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, is that, I don't know how to take that from, is, that, is he big upping himself or the other guy? He strangely was. I don't know. But anyhow, but I said the last couple of weeks that we have American fiction and, oh shoot, was the Emma Stone one? Poor things. We right. So we have American fiction and poor things Got circling. Coming up. Yeah. And Gordon Lightfoot was confirmed born in early. I just checked. Take that. Nice. I had to know because I was like, nah, he, his questioning nice. made me feel crazy. So I need to know. <laughs> There'll be a little opening city montage to the movie, and yeah. Gordon Lightfoot's statue will be in it. You nice. should. Maybe, maybe that's the twist. We don't. Know. We haven't seen the movie. Nobody yeah, knows no. anything about it. Yeah, except Ian, who knows everything like, about it. It's like we spend the the entire film in this one room, and then at the end, just Gordon Lightfoot yeah. opens the door. You and mad he's like, man. It was a really all along. Exactly. It's the statue of Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> you maniac. This is good. If you need a new twist ending, I just Jesus, got you covered. This is so much better than what I wrote. <laughs> And all Gordon Lightfoot music. Yeah. Front to back. Yeah. Okay, so come out to see that. Yes. Everything we just said is true. The Path of Totality. <laughs> yes. The Thanks. Path of Totality. <laughs> rated R. Is it rated R? I'm going to say it's unrated. 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 Yes. Okay. It's even cooler. So um, bring the kids. Yeah, I mean, sure. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe bring the kids. Maybe pay the money. I mean, it is leave. a bit of a dark thriller. Okay. But I don't think there's anything in there that would give it an R rating. You wrote it. Like, yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, do we even have ratings in this province no, anymore? No, that's just cool about Ontario. Yeah. You can do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, no. So I'll just do the old, go check out mayfairtheater.ca <laughs> and the social medias, and you can find out news of the mysterious upcoming films and other stuff coming later in the month. We'll see you next time at the Mayfair Theater Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Oh, and next time that someone needs a screenplay written, send it to me. Like, <laughs> you know, come on, spread the wealth a little.
It is night. It is cold. It is coming. For all those who can hear my voice, look into the darkness across the water. Look for the fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. What in the living hell is out there? John Carpenter's The Fog. Coming soon from Avco Embassy Pictures.